Hi, I'm Lyndon Phillips from Prime Real Estate Phuket. You're listening to the Phuket Property Podcast. Each episode, I'll be talking to property developers and property resellers around Thailand and asking them questions that you, the buyer and investor, want to know the answers to. And uh, we're talking with Peter Hamilton. Peter has been a developer on the island for as long as I can remember. Good afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon, Lyndon. How's things? Well, it's great here in Phuket. It's a lovely place at the moment, as we know. Nature's coming back. But uh, obviously the tourism industry is suffering a lot from what's going on. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, we've seen better days with tourism, that's, that's for sure. But this place here, uh, and for those, uh, for those of you that don't know, we're on, the, uh, we're on the east coast. We're looking out to Pangar Bay and we're surrounded by all these beautiful limestone rock formations. And it's a nice warm day with a few scattered clouds and uh, we're at one of your former developments is that right T- tell us a little bit about where we are peter so we're in the in the cape Yamu area where we created the residences by cape Yamu and uh, and and uh, como point Yamu, um which are two of the i would say largest developments here on the east coast mm-hmm. um, they started in 2004 and uh, you know it's been a iterative process to get us to where we are today yeah yeah um, the hotel is a uh, 106 keys um, a collection of rooms and villas um, designed by paolo navoni uh, with help from jean-michel gatti and uh, with a bit of influence from philippe stark along the way that's all big names yeah refreshingly different i would say from a lot of the traditional Lana style hotels. Yeah, very, very different. Very, uh, a, a very unique touch around the place. Everywhere you turn, there's something absolutely stunning to look at. Um, so, Peter, you've been on the island for many, many years now. T- tell me what what brought you to the island in the first place, and what was the attraction? Well, I first came here in 1988, which was probably before some of you can remember, um, and uh, but I came back coincidentally as a result of the last pandemic or epidemic, which was the oh SARS crisis in Hong Kong in 2002, when I uh, found that the kids' schools were closed and uh, we looked at the schools here and kids liked coming to Phuket. So we decided to move lock, stock and barrel down here. And so we did that in 2003 and we've never looked back. Wow, fantastic, fantastic. And back though, back in those days, it was, was it the Dulwich School? It was the Dulwich School. It's now the British International School, Phuket. I think that uh, one thing I have to say for Phuket is that it has phenomenal schooling here, both, you know, whether it's from the Thai schools through the international schools, through the uh, combination of Thai and international schools, or Thai schools within English language programs. It's incredible, and I think that that is one of the major attractions for people who want to to move to 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 or relocate to Phuket. Yeah, it's just a phenomenal uh, benefit for them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Peter, when you're when you're not creating all these amazing developments, what what do you do in your spare time? What what keeps you busy out of work hours? Uh, I've uh, I like my sports. So I'm, uh, I'm still trying to play football three times a week. Uh, I'm getting slower than I used to be, which means I have to be uh, you know, a little bit uh, smarter um, on the football field. Uh, I like diving. I like being on the water. 
the beaches at the moment. I think one of the things we do see with this pandemic is that uh, we are, Phuket is being refreshed and, um, and we're being reminded of, of why we fell in love with it. Yeah. I think, you know, 18 months or two years ago, there were some aspects of the way that Phuket was developing that were threatening its whole existence. And I think that, you know, we're being reminded of, of the beauty and the charm of Phuket and how important it is to develop in a sustainable manner. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how these, uh, the, the environment bounces back, even with this, just a short break without the, uh, without the mass tourism and, 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 and hotels uh, you know, full and, and, and bursting at the seams. We've seen that in, in the west, on the West Coast as well. So it's, uh, it's all very, very good news for us at the moment. Yeah. I've been out in Pangna Bay uh, since September four or five times. And uh, I've seen two whale sharks. Last Saturday, we saw dolphins. In Pangar Bay, really? Yep. Wow. Just at the bottom of Gok Yao Yai. So, you know, very close to shore. The fact there's no speedboats here means I'm sure that the marine life is coming back closer to the surface. Uh, it really is just, as I said, reminding us of what a fantastic place Phuket is. Yeah, that's incredible. I never knew that whale sharks actually came into Pangar Bay. It's incredible. I don't think I was the first to spot one here. They have been here. They have been sighted here before. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. I'd be Richard Attenborough be contacting me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or David. Uh, or David Attenborough. <laughs> yes. Richard, probably not so much nowadays. It's much harder for him to contact <laughs> me yeah, from where he is, I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, and we've also had orcas, haven't we? We've had an orca that's, that's visited a couple of years ago. Yeah, an okay. orca was spotted off of, uh, off of Patong Bay. Probably after a late night, I'd imagine, but still there you are. Actually, uh, on last Friday, we had, um, we had uh, two dolphins in the bay, of the actual bay out here in Cape Yamu. That's incredible. Which is incredible. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Okay, all right. So moving on, Peter, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're back in your work seat and, uh, and you're, you're creating something quite special. So, so tell us about that. Yes, you know, we have... Uh, a little bit of land left here at the at the headland of uh, at Cape Yamu, and uh, altogether it's about 25 rye of land, uh, which some of you else have to convert into uh, into square meters. Uh, but that would be 12 and a half acres yeah. of land. Um, we're building seven houses there. Um, you know, we've got two of them well underway. The first of which will complete in May of this year. Uh, well, when you say houses, that's a bit of an understatement, isn't it, really? I'd like to call them homes rather than houses or villas because they reflect the individual input of the owners. They're right. all built in bespoke design. They work with the designers that we've, we've selected and the owners to create properties that suit the owner's personal needs. So we don't build, to, we don't build on spec. You know, we wait, we have our design, we have the parameters that we're trying to create and control. But within those parameters, the owners can, can create their own unique spaces. And, and the two houses that are on the way will look similar from the outside, but are very different uh, internally, completely different internally. Um, so architecturally speaking, how, how, how do they look or what's the, what's the feel of them? Can you describe them? Are they a, a, like a... A modern Asian feel, or a, 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 a contemporary Asian feel, or, or or what? I would say they're just they're just Individual. contemporary. Uh, 
I think the interiors will reflect the owner's interest in Asia. So I think you know the the art and and the, and the uh, furnishings that people that the owners choose will reflect you know their passions for Asia. But externally, you know, they're they're lightweight structures, um, which you know create convey a modern a modern feeling to it yeah. a lot of glass make obviously take advantage of the amazing views that we've got um, trying to keep them light trying to keep them airy make sure that passive cooling is uh, is important um, so it's all to do with airflow and, uh, and 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 getting kind of a little bit back to nature so to speak yes yeah, we're you know right on the waterfront here yeah. You know, maybe you're 10, 10, 15 meters above the sea level, but you're right on the waterfront. So, you know, got that interplay between the ocean and, and the housing and the pool. Um, and I think the architects have done a really good job at, at bringing, bringing the ocean into the, into the house. So the people that, um, that are looking to, to invest in a home like this, who would these uh, properties suit? Again, I think there's been a sharp focus back on on, on what people want uh, during this last year. Everybody's had a time to reflect on where they are and what they're doing. I think there's a lot of people in Asia who would be looking for peace and quiet, uh, maybe a chance to kick back. People have got used to working remotely from their office. Phuket, we know, with its great international connections at, the, at normal times, you know, is a great place to work from home. So I think we're appealing to Asian people with young families who'd like to send their kids to an international school, like to base a family here, but have the ability to work uh, or travel throughout Asia uh, as needs be. We're seeing the same from Europe. The people who have experienced the last 12 months in Europe are starting to think, well, you know, if I had to be somewhere for 12 months and I had to choose one place, maybe somewhere like Phuket or Thailand has demonstrated that it offers things that other parts of the world don't offer. We seem to have got out of this uh, recent situation that we all find ourselves in. We, we, we've got up quite lightly, haven't we? It's, uh, would, would you say that it's fair to say that Thailand is, is, is holding its own with regards to what we're going through at the moment and it makes and because of that it makes it attractive to buyers that are that are further afield i think we've all been able to live our lives very normally here we had a three-week period when we were restricted to our own our own districts but other than that once that opened up and the beaches started to open up we've been able to i continue to play my sport other people you know, play their golf. They've been able to get out to do that. The schools have been open, apart from you know, a brief uh, concern at the beginning of this term. You know, we can meet. You know, I think people are respectful of the need to wear masks in public areas. But you know, once you're back within your, your close-knit circle of friends, you know, we're, we're basically living our lives as we would have done 18 months ago. Yeah. The, the property, Peter, it, it seemed to be a bit of a gap uh, from from your, your your last project to this one. Did you have time to reflect and think about what you want to do with this specific parcel of land? Was there a story behind how it's come about? We wanted to 
it was waiting for the, t the right timing, really. There were still things going on within the residences. You know, that had, that, you know, the final house there was completed in 2016. There were a couple of other houses that, you know, were still completing their development. I think we wanted to wait for that to, 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 to finalize. The hotel opened in 2013. We wanted to see how that played out. Maybe there would have been demand for more hotel rooms. Uh, maybe there'd be an expansion of the hotel rather than development of more residential units. But what we all came to reach a conclusion about was that the real demand that we were seeing was for people who wanted to build homes here. Um, and we talked about where that audience could have been from, but you know, it was, we also saw increasing travel from the Middle East, people who could travel, you know, it's only six hours from Dubai, yeah. travel here. There were two, three flights, four flights a day sometimes uh, in for that. You know, it was a good thing. You could fly at the end of your work day on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. You'd be here first thing Friday morning and you could stay till, you know, Saturday night, Sunday morning, and you'd be back in your office either first thing Sunday morning or or, or Monday morning yeah. as you as you chose to organize your working week. You know, that was something that stimulated the demand. You know, some of those first customers I was talking to about houses within the Cape residences and, you know, they felt that they were looking for something slightly different, um, maybe feeling of slightly more exclusivity and being yeah. right on the end of the headland. I guess, you know, we have that opportunity to be exclusive within a very very exclusive state anyway <clears throat> yeah you mentioned the headland there and i was going to ask why are these why are these properties so special but uh, obviously the headland is 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 one but can you tell us a bit more about why they are so special because there is nothing on phuket quite like it correct yeah i think everybody would would claim that their their properties are unique you know, we obviously we're we're on the east coast but we're a promontory uh you know slim piece of land that's sticking out into into the ocean and as a result of that we're able to offer both sunrise and sunset views one of the houses has uh, like a 270 degree uh, ocean ocean frontage another has a very clear sunrise and a very clear sunset across you know to uh, the bay and and you know with the sun setting you know in the hills of Phuket having those sort of views obviously you know, anybody who's seen pictures of, of Pangna Bay will appreciate the beauty of looking north from where we are today. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, certainly very special. And it's, you know, the sky's clearer. You know, we can see all the way up to the mainland. We can see into into Krabi province. It's amazing. Yeah, incredible. So the uh, the villas themselves, what what do they sit on? What's what's the parcel of land? How, how Roughly, what are the what are the sizes of the land plots? And, and what title does the land have? So they're all on Chinote titles. They can be, we're offering leasehold or freehold alternatives for, so if you're a Thai purchaser, uh, then we can offer a freehold. If not, we've mm -hmm. got a structured leasehold uh, that we can offer to, to foreign investors. The parcels of land are anything from one acre up to two acres. They're big parcels they're of big land. big parcels of land. It's, yeah. you know, so 3,200 square meters up to five and a half thousand square meters of the plot sizes. Right, okay. The houses, two houses we're currently building are both 2,200 square meters. And the houses that you're building at the moment, the, t the, the two homes, they are, they're, they're purchased already by, by people already, yeah? That's right, yes. Okay. 
Yeah, so I think you know we found with dealing with uh, with people in this price price range, they either want something that's completed, but then they tend to want to completely uh, gut it and refit it in their own style, or they want to be involved in the uh, in the design process. That's the experience we had at Cape Yamu with the right. residences at Cape Yamu that you know, we built a couple of those houses to spec and you know struggled to find a buyer for them eventually, whereas you know, selling a land plot with a with a design concept and working with the design with the architects and and the and the buyer to create what they were looking for, we found was a was a very successful model. And yeah, the fact that you know we have a happy community of uh, of, of owners here, I think that's that's a testament to it was a good good methodology yes. to follow. Yeah, yeah, and you've had a lot of experience of doing that as well. So that's 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 a, that's a feather in the cap as well. So the two properties that are under that are under construction now, are there any design features um, that that particularly catch your eye that that you'll think are are going to be quite incredible when they when they come to fruition? I think it's a whole package. You know, it's a combination of modern design, good interior, dis- good interiors, furnishings and arch- and uh, and artwork. And, and, and the scenery, and it's, and it's blending all of that together. I think yes. that really, at the end of the day, is going to be the, the key component, that, that we've managed to blend those three elements together yeah. and that people don't think, oh, I'm stepping from here into something else, that they feel that they're part of the whole thing. What steps would, uh, would someone have to, to, to go through to, to look at these properties and uh, register their interest? I mean, there's a lot, lot of uh, very good agents on the on the island. Obviously, and, uh, prime you know, real estate and, uh, <laughs> is one of them. And we're always very happy to work with with agents. You know, we understand that uh, some some uh, some buyers have had long term relationships with agents, and uh, you know, I think it's always a good good way to to work together with the with the agent community. So what's what's the what's the process to go through? What 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 would the lead time be from a, a point of contact, so to speak, and and the initial introduction, and going through uh, going through the architectural drawings and, and making changes and things? It, it, it it's it would be a very personal process. So you would guide them through that, obviously. How how long w- would you think it would normally take? I know that's like sticking your finger in the air. Well, that's, I would say that's a proverbial piece of strength. Yeah. So it can be done in two years. Right. I would okay. say that 24 months is a is a realistic expectation. Uh, it depends then on how much changes people make during the process, and yeah. we do find that, you know, despite trying to think of everything when you before you've started building, once you actually start building, there are always going to be some changes. And uh, you know, it really is about not being diverted from your original goals. If you if you try and change too much, if you if you reconsider halfway through, then you know it's going to be a longer and much more costly process, and probably a little bit more painful. It's painful for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, final thoughts, Peter. Why why would uh, why would a buyer initially or an investor look at purchasing something here? The uh, as opposed to somewhere else, what are the big what are it's the big unique. points? I have to say, I think it's 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 unique. The good design, the facilities that already exist in the area. Those are all good reasons to invest here in in Cape Yamu. 
I think that if you were trying to decide whether you want to invest in Phuket, then you've got the schooling, you've got the infrastructure, you've got uh, an international airport that at normal times would give you access to the world really easily. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you hanker for your home, the things you, you miss from home, you can find it in the cinema or the supermarket, but you still feel that you're living in an exotic tropical island. Yeah. And to keep all those elements together, I think it's a perfect package. Absolutely. Well, Peter, I think we're, uh, we're just about done. Thank you very much, Steve, for your time. I know you're a busy man. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you, Lyndon. Thank you. The Phuket Property Podcast is brought to you by Prime Real Estate Phuket. If you're looking for property to buy or rent or looking to sell or rent your property, then contact Prime Real Estate at phuketprime.com. Phuket Podcast is hosted by Lyndon Phillips and produced by Shark Productions.